0: Welcome back to this special edition of Stakes Podcast. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Ahmad Perez, um, customer support specialist at Metal, a Decred community member, and um, kind of new to the Decred Twitter scene. This episode is a special edition because the episode is dedicated to YDJ and my Politea proposal. Um yeah, for those of you who listen to staked podcast but do not know, I have a Politea proposal up to take over Decred in Depth and kind of do a, a live version of Decred in Depth is what I'm aiming for. And it would be very similar to staked podcast, except a little bit more a little bit more buttoned up, a little bit more professional. And so, this episode is an attempt to demonstrate sort of the stylistic differences that I would implement um, as host of Decred In-Depth. But before we get into the episode, as we always do, let's take a look at the Decred block explorer. We are at proposed block 521,109. The current Decred ticket price is 212 DCR with Decred sitting at an exchange rate of $55. Let's see how much. I mean, I'm sure there's people who could do that math in their head, but I'm not one of them. 55 times 210. Whoa. It costs $11,000 to buy a Decred ticket today. And, and, This is a very important metric because what it means is that there are people who are willing to lock up, you know, this amount of money in order to participate in the governance um, in a a pseudo-random, you know, 28-day average, um, you know, unknown time period. But, uh, yeah, it's a um, lot of beautiful things happening in Decred right now and, and just a very exciting time. The hash rate reflects the price increase that we've seen since the last episode. The hash rate is up to 400 peta hashes. And we have uh, 55.31% of the total decred staked being locked up. I, um, I actually expect to see this number continue to go up as we enter into this bull market. But 55% is the highest we've ever seen since starting stakes. Uh, podcast. So very, very impressive. And um, the total coin supply is at 12.5 million. So still a lot of time to get you at least one DCR um, before we go to parabolic. But enough of that. We're going to jump into the episode. I hope you guys enjoy this one. Stay staked. Welcome Ahmad Pervez uh, to Stake Podcast. Some of you in the Decred community may know Ahmad. some of you may not, um, but Ahmad is a customer support specialist at MetalPay. He's a, a Decred Twitter community member, a Decred Hodler, and we're just very excited to talk to him uh, about a couple different things today, um, and we're just going to jump right into it. Right. Tell thank us, you, thank you, Eduardo. Ahmad, tell us a a little about your educational and professional background.
1: Uh, Well, growing up, my parents always wanted wanted me to be a doctor. Um, I guess I kind of followed that path through high school. But when I got to college, I realized it wasn't really the lifestyle I wanted. And uh, it just wasn't uh, the impact I wanted to make on the world. So actually, I ended up dropping out of college. I went to Texas A&M at first. was back in two th- 2010, uh, probably did like two years there. Then I came back home to the University of Houston and then uh, just ended up dropping out eventually because I didn't really see a path um, in the traditional four-year degree program. Um, I think i had also found crypto along the way. So that definitely helped me make my decision. Um, I think right, right after I did that, I actually went and started a cannabis farm in California. Uh, That was part of my uh, sort of vision for, I still really cared about like healthcare fundamentally, but I didn't agree with a lot of the modern medical um, institutions. So really what I was focused on was bringing us more to a holistic wellness standpoint. So that's why I went and did that, but it ended up not working out with my business partner. And uh, that, that sort of folded about a year ago, a little over a year ago. And that's when I started working at MetalPay. Uh, Mark Marshall Hainer, the CEO, he's, he's been a friend of mine since about 2015. So I hit him up, I was like, hey, you guys need help? And he was like, yeah, we'd love to have you come work for us. So I've been at MetalPay since October 2019. Which has been a really good experience. Um, at first, I think I just, uh, I offered to do support, but when I got there, they were um, they already had a support guy, so I, I kind of jumped into more of like blockchain research. I really introduced Decred to the team. Uh, Chainlink was another project that I was really interested in about at the time. We, we finally did end up listing Chainlink recently too.
0: Well, that's so, actually yeah. a, a great segue to um, how did you get involved in crypto and, and when did you first hear about Decred?
1: Uh, How did I get first and get involved in crypto? Well, I think it was 2012 when I first just had a, I read a Yahoo News article about Bitcoin being used on the Silk Road or something. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't buy any then because it was just kind of like, oh, what am I going to do with this? Um, I don't really need to buy things off of the Silk Road. I have other ways to get what I need. Um, So it didn't really occur to me that this was something huge at the time. Then I guess it was 2014 and the $1,000 price peak had happened in December. And I guess my mom heard about it. And she was like, hey, have you heard about this thing called Bitcoin? Went to $1,000. And and at that point, I kind of jumped in and everything did click for me. And I think I started buying that February of 2014 around like $800 or so. And it just kept going down, and I just kept buying, kept buying more, bought more into the two hundreds. So that was that was nice. I ended up selling those Bitcoin. I had saved fifty Bitcoin. Ended up selling those Bitcoin around eight nine hundred to fund that farm that is now defunct. So it's a little bittersweet, but I mean, the educational experience that I've gotten through that is priceless. Uh, I guess it just uh just depends on your stage in life, if it's gonna click for you or not. I was already interested into like the Fed and I guess you call me a conspiracy theorist, um, you know, tinfoil had time, but you know, all those uh, things about the Fed and uh, various things related to that were already interesting to me when I did first hear about Bitcoin, but it didn't occur to me how the two could be related.
0: And when did you first hear about Decred?
1: Oh yeah, so Decred probably was 2017, right? When uh, it had its first real boom. Uh, when everything else was going down, no, 2018, sorry. Everything else was going down. And uh, I think it was just really didn't do too much research at the, at the time, uh, but it was just interesting that I saw this, this asset was going up while everything else was going down. And there was quite a bit of social chatter about it, too, at the time. So that was my first exposure to Decred.
0: You are recently in between cities. Why Houston? Is Houston the future tech capital as compared to cities like Austin or Miami?
1: Yeah, so I, I was in California for the past three years, uh, four years, really. Um, three years that I spent out on the farm, uh, which was like east of Sacramento, El Dorado County. Kind of near Lake Tahoe. Uh, when that all came apart, uh, I was in the Bay Area for the past year. Um, and then since COVID happened, we're just fully remote. So I decided to just come back home. Houston's home for me. I grew up here for about 17 or 18 years since I was like seven or so. So just wanted to be near family again. And yeah, the whole COVID situation gave me a good opportunity. I think it's it's definitely got a lot of catching up to do in terms of being a tech capital like Austin or Miami, but I think all the pieces are here. Um, there's tons of diversity. And it's not just a, it's not just a buzzword. I mean, there's really people from all walks of life here, and no one really thinks twice about it. Even though you would think it's like a, a southern city, you know, you don't, you kind of forget that sometimes. Um, but you've got You've got the oil industry, you've got aerospace, you've got biotech industry. So I think all the pieces are there. Um, I've been bugging um, Mayor Sylvester Turner on Twitter a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. where are you at? Because Francis Suarez started following me and I know he's just really gung-ho about crypto and Bitcoin, about attracting all the tech entrepreneurs to Miami. So hopefully Sylvester can kind of hop on the train there are definitely like lots of little pockets of entrepreneurs here. So it's like, it's all about creating the right environment, I think, to help it help it grow. Uh, just a few weeks ago, I actually met uh, the founder of this new project called Above Ground Market. So he's basically building a a new, um, a new open bazaar. I, I think open bazaar recently actually went under. So he's, he's kind of taking advantage of that void in the space Uh, trying to make a decentralized peer-to-peer marketplace that runs on crypto. We want to, we want to integrate Decred, but currently BTC pay server doesn't have Decred support, but I think there is an open um, issue on GitHub for somebody to go build that. So if someone's interested, let me know.
0: What are your thoughts on the internet anonymity and privacy in general?
1: Oh boy, that's a loaded question. Um, Yeah, I think especially in today's day and age, even though people don't think about their privacy and are probably willing to exchange convenience for privacy, uh, I think it's still more important than ever, as we've seen recently with, uh, not to get into politics, but uh, censorship has been a real issue lately, and uh, the way that AWS and these other central providers for the internet can basically cut you off of their services, I think is a pretty big issue. So it'll be really interesting to see how different different blockchains that, that are uh, performant enough can kind of supply that infrastructure for maybe a, a decentralized internet that's being built. Um, and I think financially privacy is super important because now with bitcoin we're seeing um we're seeing some regulatory takeover really uh from even from like the miners side i think there's plans to implement some sort of uh software uh on the node on the node uh, software that would basically filter black and white list transactions for like north american miners so they would they would basically not Mine transactions that have been linked to blacklisted funds, um, and however, chain analysis or whoever deems deems them so. So, you could you get completely unlucky and do something that you thought was fine, but they it didn't, and um, you know, you're just kind of out of luck. Then, uh, yeah, you don't even necessarily have to be doing anything nefarious, but that can lead to sort of a. I think it definitely lead to the degradation of like the initial value proposition of that bitcoin being a cash system that's really permissionless so i think decred, def- decred definitely offers an opportunity with the mixer um got the decks obviously so it's i think it'll be really interesting to see how it all evolves
0: I believe earlier in the interview, you said you started working for metal in October of 2019, correct? Yeah. What has been the most surprising thing about working at metal?
1: Surprising thing. I think the it's my first experience in any sort of tech company or call it Silicon Valley or a startup. Um, I think we're beyond a startup stage, but still sort of the same environment, uh, the thing that surprised me is just that you can the hierarchy is very flat, so you can contribute on like any level that you're able to really, and uh, there's no qualms from from executive management about you trying to you know offer input in any sort of department. so I think that's been the coolest and most surprising part so far.
0: There are a couple different components to metal, metal pay and proton. Can you explain what each of these is?
1: Yeah, so MetalPay was founded back in 2016, and then the app launched in 2018. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's basically a payments platform. It's it's like, it's like P2P payments, like Ben Morrow Cash App, that you can make with both uh, USD Cash that's in the checking account, or with crypto that... Uh, you can buy and sell within the platform. Um, I think it's it's basically like a Coinbase, but with more of a payments focus. Recently, we've increased our limits to where, I think now you can, you can buy 30K of crypto a day, monthly limits are, you know what? Don't hold me to this, but limits have increased and we're very much more competitive with Coinbase now basically MetalPay is the, is the on and off ramp. So, and then Proton blockchain, something that we launched recently um, this past year, it's basically a code fork of EOS, but with some pretty significant improvements to where now you don't have the issue of needing to interact with um, all the different resources and RAM or net and CPU, CPU that you need to mess with on EOS which has kind of become annoying for app developers uh, as they try to build build on it. So we've kind of pushed that into the background. Um, the way now you can purchase resources is just through a simple uh, subscription like any app developer would be used to as they're signing up for AWS or anything like that. And that that just kind of runs in the background and, and lets developers focus on what they do best, which is building, building dApps Um, the focus really for Proton blockchain is to bring banking commands and KYC on, onto the chain. So I think it'll represent a really important technology and like a bridge between, you know, the legacy financial infrastructure and our new completely decentralized blockchain finance infrastructure. So I I know a lot of people have qualms about KYC and things like that. i totally understand but i guess the reality that we do live in is that someone's gonna have to know who's paying whom and it's really it's really a uh, efficient way to do that on the chain to where you don't have to expose your pii it can just be attested on the chain cryptographically and instantly so i think it really enables some new innovation that we're gonna see very soon
0: metalpay supports many cryptocurrencies but you are known by the team as being weirdly obsessed with Decred. What is it about Decred that makes you so excited?
1: Uh, I I mean, it reminds reminds me of early Bitcoin. So I guess where I missed Bitcoin in 2012 to 2013, I think I kind of see Decred in that spot right now. And uh, the community and just just the really... um, just a really heavy intellectual focus around Decred, uh, which is not super price focused. It reminds me of early Bitcoin, around the same time that I got into it back in 2014, people were really just talking about fundamentals and technology. Um, I think it's still like that on Bitcoin, but maybe uh, sort of the, the the moon FOMO and things like that have kind of taken over the mainstream narrative. Uh yeah, Decred really represents to me maybe the opportunity to truly have a, a digital cash system thanks to you know its properties being more fungible, adaptable and uh and offering on-chain yield in the native asset.
0: Tell us about how MTL um, metals token
1: works. Yeah, MTL is metal uh, it's the native asset for, for the metal platform. It's it's originally an ERC twenty, uh, launched as back in back in the day when ERC twenties were really coming up. Uh, currently, it just has a fee utility, uh, so that's about all it does right now. But uh, we're trying to transition it to where it'll be kind of take on the role of a uh, maker MKR, um, sort of offering governance capabilities uh, in relation to a new stable coin that will launch in the future. So, Marshall's actually really impressed by Decred's governance. And he, I think he really, really believes that it's one of the best um, in the crypto sphere. So, he's really inspired by that. And I think we want to we try and use those uh, characteristics to our advantage with the MTL token.
0: What is Proton Wallet?
1: Proton Wallet's the the wallet for Proton Blockchain. So currently, you can um, can wrap your ERC20 Proton through like a Wallet Connect system through Trust Wallet or MetaMask. You can uh, swap those through the smart contract into Proton Wallet, where you then get the native asset Proton. And so Proton's really cool. It sends uh, instantly with zero fees. Um, And then we can do also wrapped uh, assets. So, and currently we've got XBTC, XUSDC, the X is just kind of the nomenclature in the front. Um, That's how we designate all of these uh, wrapped assets. Um, All the stable coins can be wrapped assets. Really anything could be a wrapped asset, but for now we've got Bitcoin, Ethereum, Proton, metal and stable coins. Uh, so this is really the the backbone for the DeFi ecosystem that we're building. Currently, we just launched Proton Swap. So while we wait for to get more liquidity on it, you can right now you can really uh, showcase how efficient and performant this swap is versus like Uniswap, because you can go buy just a penny of Bitcoin. Uh, I don't think you can really do that anywhere else because it's really prohibitive due to the fees. Um so yeah, Proton Swap is out and soon it's going to be the basis for basically a, a ton of DeFi stuff on Proton Wallet. And a lot of that is coming to Proton Wallet itself. So Proton Wallet is kind of your um portal into DeFi and some other things that are coming.
0: Tell us about XPR.
1: Yeah, XPR is uh Proton It's the native asset of the Proton blockchain. Um, Basically devs need it to run, uh, to do enough. They require a lot of requests for their dApps. They would need to basically pay a monthly fee in Proton, which is super simple. And uh, it also has a utility for the Proton swap that I was just mentioning. So the LPs, the base fee for all trades is 0.3%. Um, the LPs, liquidity providers, they, they, you know, they would provide the asset an equal amount of stablecoin. They earn 0.2% of those fees. Then anyone who holds Proton gets 0.1% of those fees proportionally to their stake of Proton. Um, Proton is also a staking asset, so you do earn more Proton for staking your Proton. And Proton also has a fee reduction utility for the Proton swap. So currently that's a few of the main utilities for Proton. Um, I think there'll be some burn events also coming. So stay tuned for more more of the tokenomics around Proton.
0: What are your thoughts on the future of stable coins?
1: Stable coins, I feel like they're getting very regulated. There's a lot of regu- regulatory scrutiny around them. Um, I know me and Checkmatey have gotten into this conversation on Twitter about whether USCT is a security or not. Uh, everyone that I'm around seems to think that it is. A lot of people also seem to think that it's just uh, FUD around Tether. I think it's somewhere in between. Maybe they are too large to fail, but there's definitely gonna be some sort of scrutiny that comes around and it will sort of, if, if nothing else, it will be kind of a FUD event on the crypto space. And it could be sort of a uh, potential bearish event on the horizon around Tether. Uh, but I think USDC is really cool. They're doing everything very uh, to the book. Uh, TUSD as well. So stable coins, I think they have pretty great potential if the central bank digital currencies that come out are, are very um, restricted in terms of how you can use them or uh, whether they're uh, permissionless or censorable. So I think stable coins will still have a huge impact on the space, whether or not CBDCs become a thing um, in the, Near or mid to long term future. Um, one thing that really interests me is the Haven protocol and the XUSD stablecoin, which is based on Monero technology of ring signatures. So it's a private stablecoin. And uh, I think it's very, very unique. It's pretty experimental. It runs on your chain link and band oracles to lock in the price at the time that you burn. XHV for your XUSDC. USDC. Uh, in theory that that works very well and chain link has proven to be pretty reliable so it may very well end up being like one of the next big things. I'm really interested to see how that plays out and I think it'd be really cool to see that in in the DCR decks so maybe. Maybe DeFi things can be built around. Haven and the DCR decks and uh, drive chains. Actually, I need to do more research into drive chains and those kind of smart contracts. So that's just me theorizing right now. But I think it offers some really interesting possibilities.
0: In September of 2020, Metal announced uh, Metal and Proton would be getting into DeFi. What is DeFi first, examples, et cetera? And what is the first DeFi product looking like?
1: Yeah, so DeFi, I mean, for those of you that don't know, in general, DeFi is this general term that refers to uh, lending and borrowing that happens on, on blockchains, so decentralized finance. Um, this allows for people to borrow uh, stablecoin based on like, collateralized crypto assets that they put up. Um, it also allows people to put their crypto assets into interest earning accounts. So where you can earn like passive income off of your crypto just think is really cool um i think so i think uh people will really especially with stable coins i think people will transition away from their bank savings accounts quicker than you'd realize once they realize hey this isn't you know they've heard cryptos like this thing that goes up and down and. They don't know when it's going to go up. They don't know when it's go down, going to go down. So they're really hesitant to put their money in it. But for a lot of people, I think the first real confidence step step they'll be confident in taking is just maybe putting some stable coins in a interest earning account that earns, you know, 8 to 10%. And that's way better than they've done on anything um, through a bank So I think that's a really interesting uh, possibility coming up. And basically our first DeFi product is going to be uh, interest earning accounts for Bitcoin, Ethereum, and USDC. So I believe it'll be 5, 6% for Bitcoin and Ethereum, and you'll be able to earn 8% on your USDC deposits.
0: Metal acquired uh, Blocks.io in mid-2020. What can you tell me about this acquisition and how has the merger been for you all?
1: Yeah, Blocks uh, has been like the most prominent block explorer for the EOS ecosystem. Uh, Saeed Joffrey is the CTO and founder of that. Basically, it was kind of an acquihire. He still works for Metal and he's probably like the lead um, Proton developer in terms of building... Building out the proton swap and smart contracts, everything that goes around that. Uh, it's been it's been really good. We brought on some really good team members, and uh, I think the transition has gone really well. Built a lot of cool things that everyone's about to start seeing pretty soon. So yeah, it's gone gone really well.
0: What future do you see EOS playing in this uh, crypto ecosystem?
1: Uh, I think Dan Larimer did a really good job building EOS. Uh, super unique uh, computing system, blockchain based, like cloud computing system, I guess, more technically is what you would call it compared to like a blockchain like Bitcoin or Decred, which are very simple and highly decentralized. They, they can't do much computing, but they do what they do very well. But EOS is more of like, it's very performant. You can do all kinds of different computing on it in a decentralized distributed fashion. So I think that definitely has value. Um, so we've seen EOS kind of had some issues with like the net CPU and RAM uh, that I was mentioning earlier that we've kind of solved with Proton. Um, so I think EOS, like the, the code base has a big future. I don't know if EOS, uh, the blockchain that runs on the EOS native asset, maybe May not have a huge future because, to be honest, after raising you know however, money, however much money they raised, it's kind of disappointing to see the development in that ecosystem. And uh, just most recently, we saw Dan Larimer actually leave EOS for to pursue more of his personal projects. Um, so it's it, I think it hurts the confidence in in EOS itself. Even though I think the technology is very cool, and uh, it may live on in another project like proton blockchain. Um, not to say that EOS will die, but I think definitely where you're gonna see more adoption is on on Proton where maybe the DAP developers are really prioritized and, and the user experience is really prioritized over EOS. So I think that's where sort of the EOS ecosystem is headed. Some to some place where you know, users and developers are really prioritized.
0: What does the future of crypto look like in terms of usability and interoperability?
1: I think you know, atomic swaps are going to be really huge between Bitcoin, Decred, Litecoin, Monero, um, Haven, perhaps if they can support Lightning, uh, Lightning Network and atomic swaps. Those are going to be huge. As far as um, and, and we can see that already uh, on DCR decks, I mean it's probably the most uh, used application of Lightning Network so far, more than like Lightning Network payments itself. I mean, don't hold me to that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the consistent volume of the DCR decks is like really impressive, and you know no other Atomic Swap or Lightning application has really accomplished that yet um so that's just between like you know on the completely decentralized side then as far as like banking platforms and stuff i think we're going to see things like proton blockchain or others kind of really explode too uh these blockchains that can kind of improve on what ethereum does make them you know make smart contracting and and trades more efficient something that can do uh, KYC accounts on chain while still provide uh, preserving uh, user privacy. Um, you know, we're not trying to publicly have everyone traced. Uh, this is only about enforcing you know PII, which is your publicly identifiable information, um, in a private manner. So, like any uh, service provider, anything can verify who who it is that they're interacting with. Um, safely and cheaply. And wrap rap tokens are part of that. So I think we're, the interoper, interoperability aspect, I think we're gonna see through wrap tokens or even um, IBC such as like on Cosmos blockchain inter blockchain communication is a little different from wrap tokens where I guess two blockchains can execute commands on a, one blockchain can kind of, uh, an event on one blockchain can trigger an event on another blockchain uh, without needing a wrap token. So I think that's, that's also very interesting.
0: What is the future like in terms of DAOs?
1: Decred. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, really. Um, I think it's like, I, I don't know who said this. Maybe, maybe it was Chris Bernisky. Uh He said it was like a cybernetic organism that's constantly like, growing and adapting and, Basically everyone can uh, is a participant in it. Um, I think that's amazing versus like you know Bitcoin is a huge accomplishment, but I think a big big drawback of Bitcoin is that you know people aren't participants in in its governance, which is really informal and just kind of left to the various dev shops and miners and and you know whales and things um, so yeah, I think Decred is a huge improvement over that and I'm excited to see what can be built on it. Um, the sub sub DO structure, especially. Um, I think maybe Chris Dannon is working on something for that. I haven't uh, seen anything official. That's just me speculating. Um, Chris Dannon Iterative Capital said he was working on a Decred product. So just me kind of assuming that's what it could be, but I guess we're gonna wait and see what that is. Um, but yeah, I think sub sub DOs will be huge for big, uh, decred.
0: People can get their stimulus check direct deposited into metal. How easy is it for people to buy crypto with their stimulus check?
1: Yeah, so uh, I still qualify for those. So I've gotten my my past two checks right into metal pay. It's been super easy. I think I got them like before you know anyone got them in the mail or like even into their bank account because I I typically find that I'm like the first person posting about it when they do go out Yeah, it's super easy to just buy crypto when you do get that check I think it's probably four or five taps away uh from the time you see that money appear and then you can press your final order submission to buying whatever it is you want and uh lucky for me I was able to buy decred but with both my stimulus checks so very happy about that um but yeah I think I think this is the first step towards uh, direct payments. I think that's definitely going to become a thing during this next uh, four years during the Biden presidency. I think he mentioned they want to do direct payments, direct stimulus payments. And uh, right now, you know, it just runs on your ACH information, um, sort of a direct deposit method. But I can see that transitioning to more of a blockchain based system where it's. Gets sent directly to uh, your verified name. It's like linked to all your information. So I think it's metal pay is, is making it very easy right now. And I think we're just going to continue in that direction, try to make it even easier.
0: Ahmad, uh, thank you for coming on Staked podcast. Do you have any, you know, closing thoughts um, or any questions I didn't ask? and also let people know how they can get in contact with you.
1: Uh, no closing uh, thoughts or questions right now. Honestly, we should probably do another one of these sometime in the future and you know, continue continue conversating and we'll, we'll make this even better. Uh, for now, you guys can find me on Twitter uh, at Imad underscore is. Uh, so you can find me there, find uh, my random musings, retweets, uh, you can dm me whatever it is you guys want to do so that's that's totally cool and uh and yeah check us out at at metal pays me on twitter as well um yeah thank you eduardo this has been awesome
0: no the pleasure is, is truly mine on i will have all of that uh linked in the description so you guys can check it out there thanks for coming on stay state Sweet.
1: for sure